Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. Welcome to this episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Today, I want to introduce you to one of the most amazing women that I have been able to meet via the internet. I know, weird time to be living that we can meet some of the coolest people through social media, but this woman has shared some extremely informative, knowledgeable, and encouraging information regarding health and lifestyle And not only that, she is a mom and she's raising her kids the same way. I consider her like a vegan goddess. I've learned so much from her. So I would like to introduce you to the beautiful Andrea. So Andrea, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yes, I would love for you to share a little bit about how you came to be a raw vegan because I've seen a little bit of your history and the things that you've learned and how you've changed your lifestyle. And I love how you always say it's your own experiment. Our life is an experiment. So you're going to perform your experiment the way that you want to to get the results that you want to. So can you share a little bit about that journey and how you come to where you are today? So I sort of started off I would say 20 years ago, like maybe my last year in college, I, I'm trying not to use numbers because then people will figure out my age, right? <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> but it really started around 20 years ago. I, I used to have uh, bad allergies to like eggs and I was developing allergies to sesame. And my allergies are like anaphylaxis type reactions. So the way I ate coming from the Caribbean, it was very heavy, like meat, dairy, eggy type sort of diet. And I was I was being triggered into allergies a lot for some reason. And I, I don't know what hit me, why it hit me to just take meat out of my diet. And so I took meat out of my diet. I didn't take dairy out as yet. And then I met my um, boyfriend, now husband at that time, and he was vegan. He's a Rasta. And at that time, I didn't know what vegan was. I was coming from the islands. And in the islands, you would call somebody that that's vegan. You would call them more like an idol person because only Rasta people did that. You know, only the right. weirdos. <laughs> well, everybody else that was semi-normal was were vegetarians. And so uh, I met him and I was so like smitten by him. And I wanted to be so cool for him that I, I don't tell him that. He doesn't know that. Okay. <laughs> He probably won't listen to this episode, though. <laughs> but I, I literally turned vegan for a man. I mean, isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, because they should be bringing out the best in us, right? They shouldn't help us to be the best version of who we are. So that, I mean, that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was I was genuinely impressed with him because he, he not only was he vegan, but he was like healthy and he ate whole foods and he at that time he was doing more like a macrobiotic type diet and I just thought oh my gosh like he you know and he looked great and I thought it's got to be this so I did it too and I sort of went on that journey for about 12 or so years and that part of my journey was a little bumpy because back I was younger 
I was I got pregnant. I didn't really know how to eat vegan in the beginning. Um, I was doing med school. I was doing all sorts of things back then that just kept me busy. So that part of the journey was bumpy. But eventually I ended up with gastrointestinal problems, right? And for me, everybody else is like, you you are fine, you are healthy. But for me, it was a problem, right? Because I had an idea of what healthy should look like. And I didn't think having gassy, bloaty stomach was healthy. I just, it just shouldn't be. And that I'm young, I'm cute. Why does my... <laughs> this should I, not be a thing I have to deal with at this age. Stop it. And so like, you know, you know, by that time, I had already gone through enough education in terms of naturopathy. I had done like multiple advanced nutrition certificates. And so I felt like I knew enough at that point to to do better. And so I started to really look into switching something in my diet. I was like, you know, there's something about this experiment that I'm running that's not working. What is it? And then once again, my husband, he doesn't even know he did it, opened his mouth and he goes, you, maybe you're just one of those people that need to be extreme. And I'm like, huh? Why? He was like, maybe you just need to eat all fruits and vegetables. I'm like, are you crazy? That's too much. I'm already, I'm already like the weirdo in my family and in right. social circles. I already don't eat meat. Like, and don't, I don't even drink dairy. That's a big deal. You don't eat cheese. You know, how can I? <laughs> now you just want me to eat fruits and veggies and apple pies and airy nothings? <laughs> You're trying to kill me? Is that what's happening on your You just got insurance policy out on me. What? And then God, is it in the millions? Because it, to me, it was ludicrous that he even suggested it. You know, if he had said you need to eat more whole foods, you know, I could have I could have agreed with that. But fruits and vegetables. And I, I resisted that idea for a while, knowing all the while internally that what he said made sense. Right. right. But it was really just a fear of being more different from what I already was. I decided, you know, I'm just going to look into it. I'm just going to really like take the time and study it the way I study everything else. And I did. And it, it I tried it. And I, I'm, I have that personality type. Like, I just do it like. I'm like, all right, let me just do it and see. And I did it and yeah. I saw and I'm whoa, my stomach is flat. I'm not farting. Holy <laughs> moly. This is a thing. People can live this way. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I I, I just didn't turn back ever since. And I, I I started to really dedicate myself to because you you think you know something because you went through a formal education process, right? And I thought I knew nutrition. But I didn't really know nutrition, you know, and I thought I knew physiology and the body, but I didn't really like I didn't really know. I know surface level stuff because that's what you learn when you go to these schools. They teach you the the top level stuff, but the real deep, deep internal workings and cellular workings and down to like a physics level knowledge. I did not really get it because I I wanted to understand why this worked so well you know from all aspects science spirituality philosophy like this it it all comes together why is this working and so i haven't dedicated like the last eight years out of the 20 year plant-based journey to really focusing on that part of that's amazing so where did you get your formal education? So you said you were in med school. Yeah. So what I, were you going to school for? What was your goal? So when I 
was an undergraduate. So I have my undergraduate degrees in biology, right? And I just thought I was going to be a doctor because I was coming from the Caribbean and anybody from the Caribbean or Africa. They're always doctors. Hey, um, I'm sorry. Every doctor that I've ever worked with from the Caribbean has been one of the best doctors I've had. <laughs> like, yes, I'm a little biased. <laughs> because your parents don't play around like they like it's it, they take academia very seriously back home right you know if you're going to go to a school to do science you need to just be a doctor like don't fluff around with the other stuff go straight right. to be a doctor or go straight to be a lawyer or whatever but that's what they you know perceive as as being successful and so i just always thought i was going to be a doctor and i did pre-med i did biology and then i had like a crisis i told you i had a lot of mini deaths right yeah so after I graduated, my last year of college, when I came up on my husband and switching diets and whatnot, I realized I don't really, I don't think I want to do that. Like, there's something not right with the the allopathic medical concept. It doesn't, something in my spirit doesn't really work with that. And so I took a year off. I taught in my old high school. I taught biology and uh, physics and some other stuff. And I was really like, you know, what do I want to, I still want to stay in the healthcare field. What do I want to do? And at that time, naturopathic medicine came up as the alternative, right? And so, because I, I still had the concept of being credentialed, right? Yeah. That, I, I escaped that kind that's of like mentality. Hard, that's a hard thing to break. I mean, I fight that even because all of the knowledge I've gained, I'm like, but should I be certified in something to be able to share this knowledge? And I'm like, that is such a lie. <laughs> It really is. It really is. You have the knowledge. Share it. Share it. <laughs> but I couldn't. I couldn't break that, and it cost me. It cost oh, me yeah. money. So I went to um, at the time that school is not is no longer with us, but it was the University of Bridgeport. Um, they had a, a chiropractic and a naturopathic medical school, and I went there up until clinics for a few years, right? And you were once you graduate, you get your naturopathic. Um, medical degree and then you're eligible to sit and take the exam and at that time um, there were lesser states that would license you to be a naturopathic doctor but I didn't care I was going to do it and I went and I did that and while I was there I, I, I became dissatisfied again because it felt to me like it felt like the alternative to allopathy which Still didn't feel good. Like it felt like they spent a lot of time trying to uh, validate themselves through the same evidence-based model, right? Because they have to prove that they're just as good or even better than allopathic medicine. Instead of just sitting in the knowledge that they had, they, they really were geared, in my opinion, towards that aspect of things. And so it's, I still felt like I was going to practice palliative type care, right? Symptomatic care. Right up until clinicals, I decided I don't really want to do this either. So I left and I because I, I felt like I'm not going to waste all that money I did to get a PhD. So I went and I got like a PhD in naturopathy. So it wasn't, it's not a medical um, degree, like a practicing medical degree, but I, I decided I right. would do that instead. I got the PhD and I did nothing with it anyways. Right? Like, I'm so glad I paid you money for these three letters to go behind my name. <laughs> And still did nothing. At that time, too, I was thinking job and job mentality. And who hires somebody with a PhD in naturopathy? There's no use for that, you know? Thanks. So I did nothing with it. 
economy crashed around that time because it was around the, the two, seven, 2007 ish time yeah. where the recession was coming in. And so I needed to have something marketable, right? And I had a biology degree that was worthless too. <laughs> no, I mean, you you were just a little bit like ahead of the times, right? Like if you would have been like 2020, you would have been like the hot thing on the market. <laughs> Everybody wanted you. <laughs> so I went on a binge, okay? And I, start, I decided I'm going to get a holistic nutrition certificate i'm gonna get so i went on a binge and i get i had i got i have more certificates that i can remember to be honest with you did nothing with them right oh no (laughs) you know because it was it was such a terrible time in the economy what i wanted to do was so far outside of where people were actually at at that time in terms of health and nutrition Right. People who were thinking alternative medical care were really thinking more in, t- in in line, like, what herbs can I take for this? What herbs can I take for that? And that's just never been satisfying to me. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I have a biology degree. I'm just going to go back to the standard healthcare field because that's where the money was at, too, at that time. And so I went back to school yet again. So at this point in your life, you're just basically a career student. <laughs> yes, literally. I spent so many years in school. I, I and it, so finally I, I go back for um, it was a two year degree. I knocked it off in one year because I was like, you guys are going to take some of these credits. I'm not paying. <laughs> right, I've already paid for these classes. <laughs> you're taking them. Some and I I got another a two year degree. <laughs> In histology, and so I went into histology, which was it's just pathology basically, pathology like um, it's clinical lab sciences basically, and I went into that, and I did that for years. I, I professionally worked in that field for years while taking on clients in my personal time for coaching, whoever would come for coaching, because there wasn't a huge large market for that back then, and so that's pretty much how I how I did it un- until I became dissatisfied with working in the medical field again, and I. I I left it full time and I was like, I'm just, I, I have to really be serious about committing to what it is I say I want to do. Why does it take me this long? Because like we were talking about before I pushed record, we're very strong willed and hard headed. <laughs> we really are. But don't you see the beauty in that journey and all of that knowledge that you were able to attain? Because now you're actually able to not just tell people what you know, but explain it in a way that they can understand it and they can actually receive it and make better choices for themselves. It's actually a really beautiful journey. And I love it because I like to learn. Um, when I first met my husband, he was like, what's your hobby? I'm like, uh, learning things because I'm a natural student. I always want to learn more. So I think that whole journey, even though it probably cost you way more money (laughs) and way more time than you wished it had, is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) And I might be a little biased because I get to glean a lot of that from you. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you so much. That is really cool. So all of that combined with meeting your husband and then becoming not just a vegan, but like an extremist vegan. Yes. yes. A vegan goddess. Right. (laughs) I think that's a better term. That's what you should tell your husband. I'm not an extremist. I'm a goddess. And you, for a time, you said you were actually like coaching people. And then you stepped back from that because I noticed it on your YouTube channel. You had some previous videos that were up maybe from like 2018-ish, yeah. that time frame. And you had mentioned 
things about coaching. And then there's a huge lapse of time before you started posting things again this year because I'm like, you need to share this. You need to get this out there. You're getting it out on your social media platform, but the group that you're getting out to is so limited. Like more people need to know what you have to say. I'll, I'll share like a shadow part of my personality. I'm working on it, but I am very like empathetic. Like I know, you know, people say empathy, but I feel like I have this way about me where I really, 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 really get energetically attached to helping. Like it's a huge problem I have. So when I was coaching, I would get so distraught if I'm coaching the client, they don't follow the protocol and they get they relapse or they their their problem escalates, right? And right. I would it's it's almost like I took responsibility for it, which is erroneous and incorrect. But I had that problem, right? And then I would have I have the problem too of non-compliance or being upset when people wouldn't comply or they would push back. And I'm like, well, if you know, why are you here? <laughs> I have that same issue with people. So I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I understand. It is a real struggle. I'm telling you, people don't respect your coaches, people. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, seriously. It's a thing. Because people who typically get into coaching, they do that because they care so much about other people. They're like, hey, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you be the best version of yourself. And then when they come to you and they're like, yes, help me be the best version of myself. And then the next sentence is, but not that way. It's like, like I thought we had the same goal. What happened, yeah. what happened to the vision you came with? But yeah, that's a, that was a, that was a very like, um, I needed my trying, right? I just needed yeah. to get, become more mature. And, and then I went into like a period in my life too, where I started cluster having babies. So yeah, I understand that. <laughs> When I finally, when I went back to the allopathic career model, I do things really like charged. And so when I went in, I, can you tell? No, not at all. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You and I are not similar at all. We could not get more further. Not even a little bit. You don't get me, Leslie. Okay. Not at all. When I went back to histology, I quickly became like, within a year or two, I went into management like I just got promoted into management people don't really understand what it's like in the medical field it's extraordinarily corporate and it's very masculine heavy it's I don't even have enough time to explain the sentiment in that industry and what it does to you what it does to your psyche what it does to your spirit in order to survive in that environment I sort of had to become a certain way and I was very focused on keeping that career going right so I kind of didn't I put off family type things or baby having type things for a good stretch of time and so by the time I again was like this is this something's happening to me here I really can't stay with this and it was years I was doing this and then when I made that decision, I it's like I went into baby making mode. It's it's like a whole portal opened up, right? We're not going <laughs> to talk about what that is on this show. This is a family show. But uh, hey, I think I I think I have experience with that portal. <laughs> it's like a portal opened up, 
and it just they just kept coming yeah and and you know having babies you know especially in that way back to back in that way it really puts you back into your feminine energy and that was a huge clash with career path I was on and so it re-nurtured within me the wanting to nurture people again, like wanting to go back into coaching again. But I, I made a conscious decision this time to not just throw myself back into coaching, but to get to focus on the kids, get them up to a certain point where I'm comfortable. And then I will reintroduce my first love in a comfortable way, the way I can yeah. serve and serve myself. And not neglect your family in the process because you did put all of this energy into growing this family. Like if that yeah. is your, your primary focus now as a mom and a wife. So yes. you had, you said you got pregnant like early in your relationship with your husband. So yeah. how many children did you have then? Just the one? Just the one. And then 11 and then years I- later. Woo! That's a gap. And you, how many do you have total now? Four. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. I was just talking to a mutual friend we have who, you know, just recently announced that she's pregnant with baby number four. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I am so excited for you. (laughs) I'm like doing that happy dance. I'm like, can I come help you? Is there anything you need? I definitely want to come visit your state. Literally, I smile and chuckle when somebody tells me they're knocked up. I mean, pregnant. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, if my husband and I would have met when we were younger, we probably would have more than six children at this point. But I had my last at 36 and that almost killed me. And he was like, we're done. Yeah, we will have no more. So now my baby's eight. (laughs) But when everybody's everybody's like, oh, I'm pregnant. I'm like. I'm so excited for you. Like everybody else can be pregnant. But I, t- I, yeah, but me, I'm good. This August, I'm about to have four teenagers because my twins turned 13. I will transition from being a mom of mostly littles to a mom of mostly teens. And that's something I need to reckon in my soul because I'm not ready. Wow, you got this. I can do this. I can do hard things. I've done a lot of hard things. I can do hard things. So you weren't an extremist vegan when your first was born and you've changed that over the years. How difficult was it for him? Because did his diet change along with yours? Like him and your husband, did they kind of go a little more extreme or did they kind of stay? So for them, for the eldest one, it's really difficult because he is 18 now. Mm -hmm. For him, being extreme was when I went, because I had phases during the vegan time too, right? So when I first started out vegan back then, soy was the thing. And right. so you would transition on to processed soy. And so to, uh, it, it was really an effort to appease my family, right? Because they would be like, oh, but he's missing this. He needs that. And you didn't want to be different too much, too much. And right. so I would give him um, soy stuff, right? But eventually I... I cut that out and I wanted to go whole foods and for him that was a big deal Ah. right because the palate was already trained for those exciting soy based products right and so that it was easy for my husband because my husband is you know he's very disciplined right it's me like if you tell me something is going to be good for me I'm going to do it even if I don't like it I'm just going to do it because I know that's the way that 
is going to give me the best result. That's it. My husband is the complete opposite. <laughs> I'm one of those vegans. I, I'm going to tell you straight up. I did not go vegan because I did not like the taste of my food. Uh-uh. <laughs> I love no. I love the bacon. I love the I ate the Black Caribbean way. I yeah, yeah. like and I and I loved food. Like I loved it. I didn't care. I was yeah. it tasted great. You know, it's not. It it, it wasn't because it didn't taste. <laughs> it's because you know what your body is requiring, what it's not. And I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Have you ever heard of Dr. Dr. Jonathan Christopher? He was an herbalist. He has a lot of formulas. And I have a bunch of his books because he really believed that the earth supplies everything that we need to keep us healthy. But he also believed in a mucusless diet, which is basically what you're doing. (laughs) Zero animal products, you know. And I was reading through it last night and I'm like, yeah. I probably need to do this. Like, this is something I should probably focus on for a while. I fully believe that at the beginning of creation, each of us was given the number of days that we were supposed to be here on this earth. None of us know how long that is. For yes. some of us, it's it's barely even time. And that's yeah. okay. And I'm okay with that. A lot of people aren't. I am. I'm too. okay with that. And just like when COVID hit, like everybody's like, oh, we're going to die. And like, listen, if the Lord wants to take me out with this quote unquote virus, then that's how I'm going. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to love as many of you in the process and tell you don't be afraid. Like there's yes. nothing to fear. For me, I am completely convinced that it doesn't matter what we encounter in this life. We're going to encounter all different kinds of things, whether it be relationship issues, health issues, financial issues, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all about how we accept the challenge that's put before us and what we do to make it better, to improve it, to to grow in a better understanding of it. Yes. And that's why I appreciate you, because I feel like you share that because you have died so many deaths, right? You've, you've experienced so much of that in yeah. your own life that you're like, hey, listen, I have a little bit of perspective. Do I have all of it? No. But I have some, and I want to share it with you because it's helpful. It just makes for such a better life. It, it's not about not encountering challenges, you know. Like you said, it's just it's not about. I mean, I'm. It's so funny that you touched on, you know, having a certain number of days. It's like I go, yeah, you know that that's a really deep statement that you made. I look at it in terms of DNA. So I'm like, okay. What you just said to me sounded like DNA is information and everything is embedded in there, including your number of days, right? Yeah. Your DNA yeah. has clock. It has a length. attached. So it's basically it has a, 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 a clock attached to it. You, It's numbered, right? And we all come in with the, this optimal number of days that we have. And we encounter this plane, this realm, this this earth. You know, and how we live those number of days. And you, you can even shorten those number of days. So you can yes. you can circumvent it on your own, but it was a, it was given to you. It was gifted to you. Right. So what are you going to do with it? How are you going to play this out? Are you going to do it optimally? Are you going to shorten your time? And you are going to encounter challenges. You, you have yeah. to, right? Yeah. On this planet, you're here. You do get to shimmy around. You know, that's that illusion of free will. You know, you mm-hmm. get to shimmy around and, and sort of figure out the challenges that you're going to face, how you're going to face them and what you're going to do about it, right? 
So I, I don't know. That statement was really lovely to me. I don't know why, but it just was. <laughs> so I had to go off on a tangent on that one. I love that. No, I love it. I love that you, I am looking at it from a faith perspective, right? I'm looking at it from a perspective of faith and you're looking at it from a physiological perspective and they align. It so it does. Because we're created beings. Yes. And we have a creator. So it's, I just, that's beautiful. It's, it's like no separate. If, to me, it feels like there is really no separation. It just doesn't need to be divvied up and divided up. It really is all yes. like it's just all the same. It might be a difference in looking at it from the left or the right, but it's the same right. object. Same thing, Ex- you know? Exactly. If one thing is out of whack, it's all out of whack. It's not aligning appropriately that's oh i appreciate you so much i just wish i could reach through and like give you the biggest hug (laughs) i get it i get and we are i mean it's i've decided to just think along the lines of that you know there's a lot of people like us out here we're not we might not be on the platform we might not be talking out loud but i just am convinced that there are more and more people like you and i out there you know that want to find others like ourselves yeah we it's just it's a beautiful it's it's a beautiful time and it's uh you know interesting interesting (laughs) interesting is the is the most um positive energetic way to say yeah what we're dealing with it's like we keep telling my kids i'm like hey our words are powerful (laughs) they are they are let's be careful of how we speak things But, but that's also another reason why I decided to, I guess, come back out from under the rock, so to speak, because I'm and I, I used to I right before I decided to go back into coaching, I was doing things in um, body contouring. Right. So I was I had a studio. I was doing body contouring and I have this way or I used to have this way of I wanted to try to reach to reach people through vanity, so to speak. So, well, I mean, that's an easy way to reach people. It was easy. You know, I could convince you to do something if it's going to affect the way you look quite easily versus trying to convince you to do something because it's going to give you health and longevity. You know, that's just boring. It's not sexy. Right. Right. And so I I was like, you know, I'm just going to make it easy for myself. I'll make things look sexy. Right. So it worked. But then again, I like I said, I was back. I I came back more into my feminine principle and I'm like, oh, but I want to nurture more. Maybe it's the babies. Maybe it's the breastfeeding. But <laughs> maybe it's just who you were created to be. <laughs> so I finally, I finally accepted it. But uh, along the way, there, I I saw a lot of women too that they're at a certain point in their life. They've adjusted things. They've changed things. They've worked on some things and they they felt like they've gotten healthy, but then they're relapsing into certain things. And a lot of times what I discovered with, with these women were to me as well, right? So for instance, my own, for me personally, before I had my, my last batch of babies, I started working on a right batch. <laughs> I, I like, I just like how you referred to them, batch of babies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before before I had done, and this is this was my experiment. Before I had done um, my last batch, I started working on becoming more extreme and started. But right as I would get to a certain goalpost, I would get pregnant. I would get pregnant. I would get pregnant. Right. And for me, I personally knew, based on what I know about health and wellness, I needed to work on my 
my glandular health. Like that was a big thing. And I wasn't taking the time to do it. It is a part of my experiment that if I were to go back, I would change. I would really focus on building myself up prior to having the babies because trying to after is very unnecessarily hard. Sometimes you're not sure where things are going to pop up after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. You relieve some symptoms. I I mean, luckily for me, I had started the work prior to, you know, and so things I can't really say I have any issues now, but I'm a stickler and I I know where I want to be. Right. (laughs) No, my adrenal health isn't. I can see bags. I know what that is. But, you know, in relationship to the larger population, I'm good. But I don't consider that. Like, I don't care about that. Not not that I don't care about but I know where I want to be. I know what I want. You're not comparing yourself to other people. You're comparing yourself to the best version of yourself. Of yourself. Exactly. Right. And that is the complete opposite of vanity. It is. It's so Vanity is looking at the outward of everybody around you and trying to meet the standard of what you believe is beautiful or healthy. And a lot of people think, oh, well, if you're thin, your health, I've always been tall and thin, and I ha- but I haven't always been healthy. Yeah, I've not been, I'm short, I'm 5'4", but I've not been overweight. I was I was overweight for a small period in time, um, but it didn't last long and it wasn't grossly overweight. And I wasn't really healthy then, even though I wasn't classified as unhealthy, right? Exactly. At the same time, when I became super thin, I still wasn't the healthiest I could have been, even though I wasn't classified as unhealthy then. People really need to work out their definition of of health. I agree. I agree. Actually, that was something that I was able to talk to my family a lot about when COVID happened because they're like, oh, well, you know, most of the people who are dying have pre-existing conditions. And I looked at my mom and I'm like, you realize like 100% of people have pre-existing conditions. It doesn't have to be cancer. It doesn't have to be heart disease. Every single person that eats the standard American diet has a pre-existing condition of some sort. Just because you don't see it, just because it's not overt, does not mean that that person is healthy. Yeah. That person died because they didn't have the tools they needed to sustain life when it encountered something like an external toxin. So let's not pretend that we understand the true definition of health. Well, the allopathic medical system really does define it on minimal standards of blood work and a physical appearance. Yes. What's your BMI? But Well, I'm sorry. I'm considered underweight according to the allopathic system, but I honestly can't gain more weight unless I ate junk. Now, if I ate the standard American diet, then maybe. They will advise you just to get up to your BMI. They will advise you to eat junk. I'm not just going to go eat garbage processed food because you think that I'm underweight. Doc, you went to all this school. You have all this knowledge. I'm eating the calories that I'm supposed to be eating according to your standard. Why am I underweight? Give me an answer. It's like, come on, where, where more people like you are needed, I swear. Because like, where is the common sense? Where the, these doctors never give you an actual clear cut at why, but anything that. Why? I can tell you, oh, we don't know why, but we have the drug for it. Like the common sense was so gone. I can't reckon in myself (laughs) the lack of common sense that I am paying to come out of these people's mouth. Yeah. It seems so asinine to me that we pay these people so much money and they make so much money 
to know nothing. But it wasn't until I met the health historian, Chris Barr, and he went by not a doc. And he's the one that was like, listen, your liver is shutting down. You need selenium because selenium liver specific. I was like, what is that? <laughs> he taught me everything that his protocol is what I followed. But he was like, listen, you already eat a healthy diet. Your diet's not what needs to change. It's the amount of nutrients going into you, which you're never going to get out of the food because your body is so depleted. It's shutting down. That's what I was going to say. We don't have insurance. We get sick and we just deal with it with our herbs and our tinctures and extra selenium or extra uh, trace minerals or whatever it is that we need and trust that our body is doing exactly what it needs to do. No education, no client education on how how to whole food supplement, like how to actually use some targeted superfoods. Okay, so you're getting mm-hmm. the carotene, you're getting the the you're eating the fruits and vegetables. Okay. But you know what? Hey, maybe you should add instead of eating lettuce greens or kale greens, which which most people think is enough, how about you add in sprouts or microgreens? And how about you add right. how about you add a little bit of sea moss? How about you add some uh dolce for this or some like they push the new I I think I had posted about that some time back where I was like just follow these people you will be buying vitamins and supplements and you'll not you won't even have enough money for food when really you need to figure out how to get the most out of your food how to vary the food to get the most out of it because we are eating commercially farmed food which is subpar but even even the organic standard right the organic standard is very low you know you're just eating organic so you don't die today you know what i'm saying exactly still not grown in a standard that i would consider optimal thanks for my health so i'm definitely gonna choose organic over non-organic because the amount of pesticides they put on the non-organic is not even worth it to me i mean it's still it's like on this balance and it's like it's not no education on how to vary the diet. And that was the thing I, I noticed in naturopathic medical school. Is they do actually get educated in nutrition. They don't really understand food. It's not deep enough. And so right. what they turn to is they turn to nutraceuticals a lot. Yeah. The same way the allopathic doctor turns to pharmaceuticals. They turn to the nutraceuticals. And so you'll be hopped up and emptied pocket on these nutraceuticals without understanding how to get most out of the food. And then for the things that you really can't get out of, like maybe because of where you are or whatever, you can get out of the food. Okay, here we go with a very a targeted way to supplement it. And it's exactly I, I understand the idea behind supplementation. I really do. But mm-hmm. everything's out of whack, right? Well, and I think that's why I appreciated not a doc's protocol, because it was targeted supplement because the goal is to build that nutrient back up in your body to the point that you can sustain it with your diet. But the truth of the matter is nobody can eat enough food to build that deficiency back up. There are these things out there. I did that protocol for three months solid, but I took it down to like a maintenance dose of everything and was able to sustain myself with my food. Did I still take the selenium and stuff? Well, yeah, because, you know, I was 37 
37, 38 years old, it was going to take more than three months to yes. remineralize my body. Like there, yeah. that would be impossible. So do I still need to supplement it? Yeah. I think that's what I appreciated about him is he was like, hey, it's whole food nutrient. Like people say, oh, well, you can get enough selenium from Brazil nut. Brazil, Brazil nut. But the amount of selenium that you need to fill a deficiency, there aren't enough Brazil nuts in the world for you to be able to do that. So target it, build it up, then, hey, eat a handful of Brazil nuts with extra selenium if you're not getting it elsewhere. I appreciated everything he taught me. And that's why I appreciate you, because I feel like you have a lot of the same knowledge that he had. But you have a completely different perspective, you know, because he was all about you don't need to eliminate animal products from your diet. You can balance it, but your diet should be more fruit and vegetable heavy, where the animal products, the garnish... You know, not like when you go to a fancy restaurant and you get this huge steak and this big old potato and then they have this like little parsley green on there. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like that parsley green is what should be the meat and the rest of it should be the fruits and the vegetables. That's how our bodies were created. He's not wrong. He's actually he's spot on. I mean, for where we are in our evolution as human beings. You know, I always say the way we've eaten, it's going to take several generations to eradicate a lot of the mess that we've created on a DNA level. Because I've, I'm always going back to that just because that's where everything for me is coded. And, it, and it's like, OK, how do we drive the change on a DNA level? Because that's the way the information is going to be carried forward. Yeah. And so it's going to take, I know in my body, I'm not going to see what I, I'm going to see what I want to see, but I'm not going to see what I hope to see. I, what I want to see is I want to see it in my grandchildren and my great grandchildren. Right. Yeah. Uh, like he's saying, you have to, in order to build up adrenals, in order to build up angular health, we're not at the RDA anymore. We're not at the, you need mega doses, right? Yep. And yeah. the only thing that gets the mega doses is you got to concentrate and you got to concentrate it. You got to, I mean, mm -hmm. every chance you get, you have to concentrate it. And that's not natural, right? And not natural to be pressing juices and drinking them. No, that's, not at all. It, ju it just isn't. Yeah. But yet I tout it. And I don't tout it because it's natural. I tout it because most damn near everybody has to concentrate. Every chance you get, you have to concentrate it. And you have to concentrate it in a way where your body can recognize it and your body can utilize it and your body can fill gaps. And a lot of times you go towards... Like you were saying, the rock salts, that's another mm -hmm. issue I, I, I'm seeing out there. It's like, you know, people are trying to mineralize with the uh, Kangen waters. They're trying to mineralize with the spring waters. They're trying to mineralize with the um, sea salt and the rock salts. And I go, that's another issue. And you feel better when you do it. And so when right. I tell people, no, no, no. And they're like, but it look, it made me feel better. And I go, you're plugging a hole. You know, when you plug a hole, you're going to feel better, but you're going to offset something because your body is so smart and your body needs this thing, right? So your body needs minerals if you're going to give it to it in an organic form your body's going to take it and be like you know what whatever i need this let's just break yeah. it up chop it up and do what we got to do for now right we're going to figure it out just to because our bodies are meant to keep us alive they're not meant to it's going to do whatever it can do take whatever it can take just so it can keep you alive thank you <laughs>
And so you think you've cured something or you think you've rectified something. And I know you just borrowed another day. You're borrowing time. You're doing it on credit and you're racking up interest and you really should reconsider doing it that way. It's It might hurt a little bit trying to do it the way it's supposed to be done. You really should consider it. Be, just like you're saying, get those minerals in, in high doses initially. And then yeah. once you've gotten to a certain baseline, now you can go a certain route. I'm working on developing a protocol uh, and getting it out there because a lot of people are not, they don't know how to implement a protocol. They see uh, people like me or you or somebody else touting, oh, I eat fruits or oh, I eat vegetables. And so they run to that, but they're not experiencing any real changes and sometimes they're damaging themselves even more and sometimes they complicate things more than they need to that's beauty and simplicity right there's just so much to do and i think as moms we tend to neglect ourselves the most we do so we're probably the ones that need the most attention because we're the ones that are carrying that dna for the next generation and the generation after that I have six daughters. I was like, do you realize I carried my grandbabies when I carried these babies? And my husband's like, that's weird. I'm like, they all have uteruses. They all have ovaries. I carried my grandbabies. But it's true. It is. And it's also a little scary because I did not know then what I know now. My kids ask me, why are you so strict? Because it's not about you. I want you to not deal with the ailments that daddy and I have dealt with. But I also don't want your children or your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren to. I didn't know how degradated the DNA that I received was until I knew and you were already here. So I couldn't repair my DNA enough to produce you. You were produced out of my brokenness, literally. (laughs) That's what I my daughter. (laughs) Yeah. And so I want you to repair everything you can before you start to produce the next generation and then continue that for generations. That's the only way that we survive. It's not survival of the fittest. It's smartest. (laughs) Not right now. Okay. Close the door, please. Go back outside. Thank you. Yep. We can take it. Thank you. Love you. Bye. You know, as as you what you're saying is so spot on, because as women, it's so important that we really get ourselves right on a cellular level, because not only are we so not only are we combining our DNA with with daddy's DNA, right, passing that on. What a lot of people don't even consider is that there's a second DNA in that cell, right? And there's that mitochondrial DNA. And that mitochondrial DNA is not mixed. It's not combined. So it's being passed on as is, and it only comes from the mother. That DNA is coming from mama. And that's what's telling the cells what they need to do. Exactly. And if it's broken, so if your brain is broken, how is your body going to function? Exactly. That's the stuff. That's the kicker. Where were you 18 years ago before I got pregnant? Andrea, where were you? <laughs> I know I ask myself that question all the time. I do all the when I see certain weaknesses in my children, I'm like, man, I really wish I had done this, not just for myself, but for you before I had you. And so now I begin to work with me and now I have to pass the work on to you. And I'll work with you and, and my grandbabies and my great grandbabies. And we're gonna get this thing going. You are so beautiful. Inside and out. You are too. I've been wanting to to connect with you for so long. I thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with me. And I thank your husband for being, okay, I'm going to take care of these kids who don't want me. (laughs) They want their mom. 
I don't, I'm because, scared to get out of the car now. <laughs> because my children love my husband. They are all daddy's girls. Yeah. But if I'm home, they always come to me. Yeah. And ev- even if I'm home, like out in the garden, they're going to come to me even if dad is sitting in the same room with them. It's the thing. So tell your husband thank you. Tell him I appreciate him just as much as I appreciate you. And I might appreciate him just a smidge more because you wanted to impress him. And that's what got you where you are today. Don't that Don't you dare gas that man's head on all of I would never, I would, I would deny that until the day I die. Okay, and that's my I think it's a. I think it's a beautiful story because it started such a beautiful journey of understanding and knowledge that you were able to gain and how many lives are you able to touch now. Do you want to share your YouTube channel with our listeners? Um, You can go to my YouTube channel. It's the Raw Beauty TV. On you, so it's youtube.com backslash Raw Beauty TV. And I am going to link that in my show note. And then people can get more in depth of yeah. the things that you discuss, which I think are super helpful. And I love some of the little things that you say that make me laugh. <laughs> if people want to know the cute little things that you say, they can go to your YouTube channel. Oh, <laughs> thank you, ma'am. You are welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Stay at Home Mom. Don't forget to check out our affiliate link below with Rejuva Minerals, which is one of the greatest, safest makeup lines that is available in the United States. They pride themselves on their quality and cleanness, and I would love for you to check them out. That link will be below, or you can check it out on my Instagram. That link will also be below. I will have everything there, the link to Andrea's YouTube channel, and don't forget to check out Goodies Gabbing. Hopefully, we will get some new content posted soon because there's all kinds of things happening on our farm. Have a blessed week and we will see you next time.